702. The Political Desk. All right, let's move on to something entirely different now. Um, quite often when we think about uh, what has gone wrong with South Africa and this economy and all the problems we face, a lot of the blame is often thrown at the Zuma years, right? The nine wasted years we hear. Some even in his own party, no less than the president, uh, who was his deputy at the time. Look at SARS, people will say. The NPA, the economy, education, crime. We are here because of those nine wasted years. Well, two analysts say the crisis has been in the making for much longer and continues. Ray Hartley and Dr. Greg Mills from the Brenthurst Foundation have penned a scathing critique of South Africa under the ANC. Uh, Research director at the Brenthurst Foundation, Ray Hartley, joins us now on the line. Ray, always a pleasure to chat to you. Good morning and thank you for your time. Good morning, Bongani. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I hope you are too. Listen, you guys are saying... Staying well, yeah. You're saying after more than a quarter of a century in power, the South Africa we live in is very much the creation of the ANC. What do you mean? Well, I think there's, this, there's this, an idea that's starting to be floated that somehow our economic ills, um, you know, are the consequences of apartheid up to the transition 1994, and then since the advent of COVID-19, and in fact. You know, 26 years in between needs to also be examined. It's a long time. Um, And during those 26 years, you know, the ANC had five consecutive presidents. It appointed all of the cabinet ministers. Uh, They and others appointed all of the senior administrators in the civil service, made all the policy, uh, passed all the laws in parliament, you know, crafted 26 budgets, um, allocated trillions upon trillions in spending, and and collected trillions in taxes. So what happened during those 26 years is you have only just a, a blip on the map in between apartheid and COVID. It's actually the substance of what has got us to where we are now. And, of course, the apartheid legacy was massive and really... Uh, you know, the shadow of race is still uh, over this economy right now. But the question is, why has it not been dealt with? Why has it not been changed? Why has over, a, you know, longer than a quarter of a century, government not been able to move the needle and actually include more people in the economy? They will argue that, uh, as they have, in fact, uh, that, uh, in fact, there's a good story to tell. So many people have access to basic services and infrastructure uh, and all kinds of uh, things they simply wouldn't have uh, before 1994. Uh, that, uh, you know, in some ways that there have been challenges. Some of these things couldn't have been anticipated like the current crisis. But overall, uh, for the vast majority of South Africans, surely life is better now than before 1994. I would absolutely agree. I think it's it's wrong to say that uh, you know life is worse now than it was prior to 1994. There's no question that it has improved a lot for most people. Um, but when it comes to the economy and policy, um, you know the best has not taken place. There's been a lot of missteps and mistakes along the way, and it's they need to be owned. You know, you can't just uh, say, well, 
in general, things have got better for most people. Actually, unemployment is still very, very high, and it didn't need to be as high as it is. And I think with the right kind of policy approaches, you wouldn't be in the hole that we're in now financially and fiscally. Look, it's hard to argue with some of what you are saying uh, because uh, when we go back, say, to the Mbeki and Trevor Manuel economy, uh, when the right decisions were being made, the party balked. Uh, we are now facing this uh, Herculean task, as Didumboeni calls it. Uh, do we have the gumption to take the right decisions, to make the right decisions, and what might those be now? Well, I think that is the, the chief concern, is that we might, might make a wrong turn at exactly the most uh, vulnerable moment, which is now. Um, you know, the, if you look at South Africa over the last 26 years as a sort of giant experiment in policy, then you, your eyes immediately fall on the years in the early to mid-2000s where we actually produced growth of over 5%. Uh, unemployment uh, dropped substantially. Uh, we even produced a budget uh, surplus in, in one of those years. In other words, we, you know, government spent um, less than it actually got in revenue. It didn't need to borrow additionally to finance that budget. So that, that era of fiscal discipline, of control, and of allowing expansion of the economy yeah. um, is something that took place under an ANC government. Um, it's not a sort of pie-in-the-sky theory. It actually worked here. And the concern now is that the Zuma years abandoned that. Of course, Trevor Manuel and Thabo Mbeki were described as the people who were running the class project and were, uh, you know, the party tore up gear and, and turned it, demonized it, really. Um, and incidentally, it was under, you know, gear when... Uh, the state's finances were strong enough for it to roll out this massive social welfare program, which is one of the great achievements of of modern South Africa. Yeah. to actually uh, put some money in the hands of people who have nothing and give them some yeah. prospect of, of going forward. Right. So, you know, at the moment, I think that the concern is that it's turning the other way, that there's more state involvement, more borrowing, um, well, that's what yeah, we're hearing. That's that's the noise that we're hearing. The president says any post-COVID-19 recovery must be state-led. Uh, we know we're going to financial, international financial institutions to go and borrow money. I mean, it was hoped that a business-friendly president would sing the right tune. No, we need to rather, I think, be saying, what can we do to take advantage of this this terrible tragedy called COVID-19? You know, um, international global companies that are going to diversify their supply chains out of China so that they don't have all the risk in one place will look around for countries that might have uh, potential manufacturing opportunities for them. Are we going to take advantage of those? How are we going to get tourism restarted in a smart way that, that makes it safe? These sorts of questions need to be focused on urgently. And I think saying the government's going to do more and borrow more and intervene more and control the markets is exactly the wrong message. All right, Ray Hartley, Research Director at the Brenthurst Foundation.